Hello, thanks for joining us here for Broncos Post Game Live. I am Phil Milani alongside Todd Davis and Nick Ferguson. Guys, what can we say? This one was uh, bad all around for this Broncos team. 23-10 to 10 the loss to the Carolina Panthers. The Broncos dropped to 3-8 and eight on the season. Todd, uh, just your initial reaction here after the game. You know, I feel like for this Denver Broncos team, anything that can go wrong continues to go wrong. They have drives that seem like they're put, getting, getting put together. Then Cortland Sutton gets a costly, unnecessary roughness penalty. You have fumbles after fumbles. You have... Um, just a lot of the plays within the game that feels like they continue to go wrong for the Denver Broncos. It's tough because you look at this game and this was a winnable game for them. And you look at the rest of the season and, and it starts to get pretty dark. So we definitely want to see the Broncos come away with a win today. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get it done. Nick, what did you think? Well, this one is uh, really simple for me, guys. Uh, I call it my, uh, I'm going to blame it on my peeps. And what that means when I'm talking about peeps, that's pressure, edu- uh, pressure, execution, penalties, and scheme. It's, you look around the ball, it's, it's everyone. I mean, you look on offense, you look on defense, a defense who we thought was playing out of their mind at the beginning of the year, now they're showing as though that they're breaking and folding down the stretch. And that offensive line, man, once again, it becomes the storyline of this season. What can they do? They cannot hold up on the edges, Cam Fleming, you know, Calvin Anderson, and, and I mean, listen, that Carolina defense, they were coming after Russell. Ten quarterback hits. You're not going to be successful when your quarterback hit that many times. Uh, Russell Wilson said last week one of the tough parts about this whole thing was the Broncos have been in every single game. He almost said, man, I wish somebody would just come and just beat us up. Well, the Panthers did that today, huh? Yeah, that definitely felt like a little bit of a butt whooping, I would call it. It didn't seem like the team was clicking at any point. They rushed for 185 yards on that defense. Defense is tired. Um, you know, I think they've been the bright light of the entire season on the team. But now they're tired. They're worn out. They've played long games. They've been forced to put the team on their back through every game to keep them in it. They're tired now, and I think it's starting to wear, and you're starting to be able to see, um, you know, the longevity of the season start to put, take its toll on the, the Denver Broncos defense. Well, this was a case of Neil Diamond's sweet Caroline as the Camp Panthers decided that they were going to run the ball down the throats of the Denver Broncos. It's, it's one thing for a team to say, hey, listen, we're going to try to get outside on the perimeter, which the Carolina Panthers actually did today. But it's another thing when they line up with Freeman in the backfield, and you know they're going to run the ball, right? And they keep running and running and running. We talked about it before the show started. I mean, four running backs this season over 100 yards. It, it's hard to be successful as a team. And I know, Todd, you like so many other people who have said, hey, listen, this defense is tired. I get it. I understand the offensive woes. But when you can't get off your blocks and you can't stop the run, to me, I'm going to put it on you as a player. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's show you uh, the highlights, how things uh, unfolded there in Charlotte. The Broncos, uh, this was a game of some missed opportunities uh, in the first half. Latavius Murray with the Broncos' longest run of the season, 52 yards here. It was their first run of more than 20 yards this season, but just a few plays later, Russell Wilson gets the ball knocked out of his hand. It looked like maybe that was going to be an incomplete pass. It turns out it was a fumble, and uh, Carolina recovered there at the 23. In the third quarter, Sam Darnold, hey, when he fumbles, this is what happens. He recovers it himself, rolls in for a touchdown. Uh, the Panthers uh, would go up, uh, I believe it was was a 17 to three at that point. Uh, a little later in the game, uh, all but desperation mode here for the Broncos. They finally get into the end zone. Russell Wilson's 300th career touchdown. 
fights Brandon Johnson and uh, the Broncos go on to lose 23 to 10. Uh, we can take a look at some of the final stats here after the game. 23 to 10, the final there, but the Panthers, you can see uh, a little bit of domination there. Uh, more than 100 yards uh, difference in total yardage there. 185 yards rushing. The turnovers cost the Broncos uh, today too. Time of possession, the Panthers dominated there. None of that looks good for the Broncos, huh, Doc? No, the, the Broncos were defeated in every single statistical category there was today. Um, I don't think you're going to win. I think the turnover battle is a huge statistic that we look at as defenders. Usually when you're able to win the turnover battle, you're able to win the game or at least put yourself in position to win the game. Uh, those two costly fumbles really hurt the Broncos. And like those clips go, go to show, you have a big run, fumble. Um, you know, I, towards the end of the half, Cortland breaks open for a nice pass, maybe 20, 30 yards down the field. They get in field goal range, and then all of a sudden they miss the kick. Mm -hmm. Everything, something, every time something good goes bad, goes right for the Broncos, something bad happens to follow. And it's tough to see. Um, I want them to clean it up. I don't know what they can do at this point of the season. Um, hopefully it gets better. Yeah. Well, the only thing you can do at this point is just kind of put this game behind you. I mean, we're at the point of the season well, the Broncos know that they're not fighting for a playoff spot. So the best thing you can do at this point is to try to get better from week to week. Wasn't their best game. And I know this one's going to really hurt because this was against a Carolina team that wasn't playing well coming in. A lot of difficulty to trying to decide who was going to be the starting quarterback. And the Broncos just couldn't get things done today. Yeah, this was a winnable game for this Broncos team. Uh, let's go back out to Charlotte here real quick. I believe Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett is at the podium. Hello, injury update, uh, Dakota Allen, hamstring. He did not finish the game. Uh, third down. Uh, it's something that we've continually talked about over and over again. Um, had some opportunities, whether it be a tipped ball or, or a missed opportunity. Um, we've talked about that continuously. Uh, every time I've been up here is that that's what we need to be able to continue those drives. Uh, you know, I didn't see it. Uh, I know they're both competitors. Uh, I know Mike wants to win. He's going to do whatever he can uh, to try to get the, the team fired up. And, uh, you know, I'm not, not sure. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. I mean, when you lose, you're always upset. And we have to be better. I think when you look at the turnover that was down uh, closer to the red zone there, uh, that was an opportunity. That was a big point swing. You know, I thought we did a good two-minute drive to get down there and um, have a chance to be able to get some points before half. Uh, but in the end, we all got to be better. It starts with me. Uh, we got to be better and uh, got to find a way to win some of these games. I'm going to have to look at the tape a little bit. I know we started off with that first play. They didn't get a minus, uh, minus four there to, uh, to Montrell. Um, so, again, we got to try to find a way to get some of those easy completions, the way to move the ball. Yeah, I mean, we scripted out uh, even our kind of our third quarter plays so that everybody would be prepared for those. And, uh, you know, they, they didn't work well. <laughs> I mean, we got to find better ones. Um, we got to find a way to come out of the second half and have an opportunity to be able to move the ball some. Um, I thought we had two plays. I think we got into a third and two position there. We had a chance for, to convert it. But, and that's kind of where it ends up is those third downs. Uh, we're not converting. And uh, that's just something that, that's unacceptable. What were they doing on the ground to have someone to 
they created a lot of double teams. They, they got in a lot of big personnel. They brought an extra tackle in, and uh, they just lined up, and they were just going to smash mouth it downhill and uh, and see what they could get from it. And they got some good runs. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously we want them to get in a rhythm. We want to score as many points as we possibly can. Um, we've had a lot of shift of different personnel with people going in and out, and that's no excuse. We got to get those guys uh, caught up to speed. They got to be able to contribute, and uh, we got to continually work with the guys that we have that are going to be out there. Brian Burns, uh, yeah, he was a tough block for you, just like Crosby was last week, struggling to find uh, answers against uh, you know their big guys on the edge. Yeah, we ch- we made a couple adjustments. Started trying to chip over there. Uh, when you do that, they they all of a sudden know that, so they start making some adjustments. Um, so we know we got to be able to help over there. We got to help on both edges. You know, we got we got to help and find a way to be able to let the quarterback have a little more time uh, to be able to make a play. Uh, it's about accountability. Everybody's got to see what they can do themselves to be able to get better. Um, it goes in all three phases. All three phases have to be better. That starts with me. I got to be better. The coach has got to be better. Players got to be better. And uh, we just continually talk about uh, growing, understanding where we're going to go, and uh, what we can do. Are you worried at all about your own status after last night? I mean, it's about the team. You know, I'm just I just want to find a way to win a football game. I mean, that's so important to me. Um, these coaches, these players, they work uh, so hard, and I just want to be there for them to be able to try to make it so we can be successful out on the field. As you evaluate I think we're always evaluating everything. We, we want to try to put ourselves in the best position possible. I think Clint has, has done a good job, and uh, we got whoever's calling the plays, we got to find a way to get more yards and more points. I mean, every week we evaluate different things, try to see how we can try to improve. Um, we, we definitely have to get certain guys up to speed so that they can get out there and contribute at a higher level. Um, but we're going to continually look at everything to try to see how we can get better. And, yes, we all have high expectations. I mean, every game we go into it, we want to win that football game. Um, we feel like we can, and uh, we just got to do a better job across the board, and it starts with me. Thank you very much, Coach. Thank you. That's Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett there at the podium after a uh, disappointing 23-10 loss to the Carolina Panthers. You're watching Broncos Post Game Live. I'm Phil Milani alongside Todd Davis and Nick Ferguson. Guys, uh, what were your takeaways from what he had to say there? I thought it was interesting. He said they scripted plays in the third for the third quarter. You don't normally hear teams doing that, right, Todd? No, not normally. Um, I think he was doing his best to try to get ahead of um, some pregame adjustments. Um, you know, usually you script your first team, first 15 plays of the game. He wanted to do a little bit more to try and put his team at the best possession he could. And, of course, it didn't work. Um, he continues to say that it has to start with him. I know that a lot of things have hurt the Broncos this year, injuries being the, you know, the worst-case scenario for the Broncos. They've had a lot of injuries. There's nothing he can do about it. But penalties, offensive uh, play calling, the game plan, those are all things that he has complete control over and needs to do a better job with. I know he keeps uh, putting the onus on himself. So we're looking to you, Coach. We're trying to see what you can do to, to get better. Can you get better? We believe that you can, so we need to see some improvement. If you want to put the onus on yourself, we'll definitely uh, look for you to get better. Well, I think uh, Coach Hackett somewhat changed the narrative a little because he said, well, 
basically, depending on who's calling the plays, they need more yards and they need more execution. So did he just say that he's taking the play calling duties away from, you know, Clint Kubiak? I, I don't know, but usually you don't see teams script third quarter plays. But at this point, you're trying any and everything. And if, if that was going to work, fine. But it's not just the play calling that I look at. It is execution. When you look at some of those plays and you look at how much, you know, duress that Russell Wilson was under, that's not on the play calling. To me, that now becomes on, you know, you turn to the players and say, well, did you do a good job in giving protection? And you can look across the offensive line, and I'm not trying to single anyone out in particular, but everyone had their moment when they broke down and someone allowed a crease and someone to put pressure on Russell. So this goes far beyond Coach Hackett at this point. And I think that you look at Russell Wilson naturally just because he's the big quarterback, the big move this offseason. Russ, 19 of 35, 142 yards and a fumble today. Well, my, I guess what I'm wondering is with the weapons that are out there, if the guys aren't getting separation, it seemed like – a few times where he was like moving around in the pocket. He just didn't know what he was supposed to do with the ball. And then he just takes a big sack or something. I think he is in a tough position. Um, you look at the film and a lot of times guys aren't open um, to go back to your point about, you know, guys executing. I noticed that coach Hackett said that they went to chipping after, you know, Burns got a few rushes. I think because you know how your offensive, offensive line has played, you start with chipping. You start with keeping an extra tight end in the box and able to uh, give Russell more time. You do those precautionary things before the game even starts because you know how your O-line has held up. So that's where I go back to the game plan. Um, I don't think the game plan is really being put together well, and I think that's why Russ is at a, you know, a loss when things are coming down to the wire. Guys aren't really open. He doesn't really know what to do. Yeah, you know, so much, you know, it's funny that you, you bring that up, Todd, because watching social media during the game, that was one of the biggest things. Russell is taking too much time. He's holding on to the ball, and he's not throwing it away, and that's the one thing that he's waiting on. There's no one breaking free. There's no separation down the field, so he's scrambling, he's looking, he's looking, he's looking, and here's a big problem. We go back to Seattle days when Russell was at his finest. What would the receivers do on a scramble drill? If you're deep, you come shallow. Shallow, you go deep. Sometimes on these routes, tight ends and wide receivers, th this is not like an experienced group in there. When he starts to scramble, they just stop on their route. Yeah. You have to look to convert that route to give your quarterback somewhat of a target to throw to. And here's one thing I like that Russell is doing, taking the page out of Peyton Manning's book. If there's nothing open down the field, don't just turn the ball over, fall on the ground, take the sack, live to play another game. He took some big hits today, too. Uh, uh, not like Peyton Manning. Right. The Manning... Just fell down. That was smart. I, I liked when he used to do that. Uh, let's go back out to Bank of America Stadium and check in with our A-team, Alexis Perry and Eric Delala. Thanks so much, Bill. Eric, the Broncos dropped their seventh series meeting here with the Panthers by their largest margin this season. This was week two of Clint Kubiak calling the plays for the Broncos offense, but clearly this Broncos team was not able to execute. What did you see as the most grim issue with that Broncos offense here today? Yeah, I mean, it was a passing game, clearly. Russell yeah. Wilson, uh, fewer than 150 yards passing, uh, had issues being on the same page with his receivers, was pressured a lot. I wrote before the game, they can't let Brian Burns wreck this for this team. He did that, a forced fumble, a couple of sacks. He was all over the place. And even when he wasn't getting to Russell Wilson, other guys will. 
it seems like this pocket passing is just not working the way the Broncos wanted to. And so even though they were somewhat effective running the football, it just wasn't enough to get it done. Obviously, just one touchdown again. And until the late stages of the game, just three points. So they've got to find a way to do more to give this team a chance to win. Yes, offensively, they continue to struggle on third down. Just 4 of 13 here today. What's the biggest problem in those situations specifically? Well, today, again, it was third and longs. But, you know, it's funny. They, I think they were 4 of 14. And that's actually a little bit of an improvement at times from where they've been third down has just been such a struggle but really every down and there's been times I think today we saw it they get a first down and then Cortland Sutton gets called for a penalty on the sideline uh, ends up knocking them back so even when they're taking advantage of opportunities they're then hurting themselves and they can't just string enough plays together so it's a consistency thing for them. You know you mentioned Latavius Murray earlier just under 100 yards rushing for him today what was it about his game that gives you hope for this run game moving forward? Yeah I mean obviously a big run there I think over 50 yards longest of the season showed a little bit of burst there on the inside zone stuff Broncos have to lean on the run game if they're going to get going get this play action game set up for the rest of the season, he was one of the few bright spots. Hey, Denver's defense, they were not their usual dominant self. No. How did you see Sam Darnold and that Panthers offense really, you know, get the best of them here today? Yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold, a lot of play action. Um, got Pat Sertan a couple of times, which we haven't seen much this season, but got him for a touchdown early to DJ Moore. Then DJ catches one down the sideline um, on Pat Sertan. And then the defense, I think, at times wasn't quite aware of what was happening. I mean, you had that play where Darnold recovers his own fumble. Seems like Damari Mathis is right there to touch him down. Doesn't do it. It's a touchdown. And then the run defense, Alexis, it just wasn't up to its normal standard, especially in the first half there. Dante Foreman kind of had his way. Yeah, like I mentioned, all three phases struggling here today. Special teams, two penalties on one play. We saw Jalen Virgil with the fumble there on the kickoff. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're, you're right. There does seem to be a mistake almost every week. You also yeah. had a missed kick from Brandon McManus that could have maybe cut the lead to 10-6 at halftime. Um, you know, there's a situation where it seems like every week the Broncos are pinned deep in their own territory after a punt. So they've got to find a way to get that better because the way they're playing right now, they can't afford to have something else right. go against them. They can't afford to have more mistakes. So special teams has to get cleaned up. Hopefully they can clean up all three phases next week in Baltimore. Phil, we'll send it back to you. Mm. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, safe travels back home here after the Broncos uh, lost this one 23-10 against the Carolina Panthers. We're back here in studio with Todd Davis and Nick Ferguson. Guys, let's talk about the defense a little bit. Uh, this is not what we've been used to seeing from them, and especially from Pat Sertan. Uh, it seemed like Darnold at times was going after him. Yeah, it definitely seems like he um, is having a little rough spot within his you know, short career. I think every player goes through it. Keep your head up. Keep working hard. I hate to look at Twitter and see what people say. You're still a great corner. You're continuing to be a great corner. You're going to have a great career. I think this defense is built on um, taking pressure off the linebackers. You see a lot of linebackers blitzing. You don't see them in very much coverage. So that coverage onus goes to Justin Simmons, Pastor Tan, uh, it puts a lot of pressure on them now. Now they're on one-on-one. -on -one, now they're on islands. And I think that's where he's getting a little bit caught up, being on an island all game long. Um, hopefully they can pull it back together. But as I said, that's the way the defense is kind of structured to really put the, you know, the coverage on us on the, on the back end and have them step up to make plays. We've seen those linebackers get home earlier in the season, but not as much recently. Yeah, because at this point of the season, uh, most of the rushes that you're coming up with, you've already ran. Somebody's seen it on film. Now we scouted it. Now we know how to defend it, and we're, we're ready for it. So they're not catching as many teams off guard anymore. 
What do you think? Well, the, the biggest thing, you know, we can point the finger and look at Pat Sertan, and you're absolutely right. Over the past two weeks, teams have definitely targeted him, but, I, but it goes back to the Broncos playing man coverage and zone coverage. And that first starts with the guys up front. The Broncos are not getting the type of pressure that they were receiving in the early part of the season. You look at today's game, no sacks, very little pressure. Last week against the Raiders, one sack on Derek Hall. That plays a plays a lot into what goes on in the back end. And I know right now the spotlight is on PS2 because when you look at some of the passes, let's go back to the DJ Moore pass on the left on the right side of the sideline. That was a great throw by Sam Don. Let's get him some credit, but DJ Moore made an exceptional play. And at the tail end of that, yeah, there was a little push off by DJ Moore, but they allow that in this league. But it's about the safeties being where they need to, especially when you're playing zone. If a guy is running across on those short crosses that the defense is now being attacked with, you need to have that guy on the opposite side of the defense being where he needs to be at the right depth. Because if he's not, that trailing player is going to be considered to be burnt or toast, as they say on Twitter. <laughs> burnt toast. You don't want to be that, and not in this league. Uh, that, that was surprising, too, today uh, in the red zone. This was the top red zone defense in the league, but the Panthers uh, scored a couple down there close to the end zone. Yeah, they're, they're starting to, I guess, have little breaks within the defense. I think it goes back to my uh, realization that they're getting tired. I think everybody's been playing hard, um, and they're not looking like the defense that they did the first um, eight, nine games of the season. Um, they, they've, they're missing some keys. Bodies are tired. They're wearing um, and, and it's looking like it. You get frustrated, too, probably on the defensive side. Maybe you're not as mentally checked into the game when you know, hey, we're down 17-3. That's like it's almost game over at that point. Yeah, and we saw that with Mike Purcell after the field goal. The things got a little chippy. There was a flag thrown. And as he's walking back to the sideline, Coach Hackett is standing there and so is Russell. Now, I don't know what was said from Russell to Mike, but it sure looked like it was something spirited from Mike Purcell. So we have to wait to see what that what comes from that situation. But, yes, it is frustrating when you're constantly on the field. The offense can't move the ball down the field and convert on third downs. So it, it is frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, go back out to uh, Carolina again and check in with our team reporter, Sydney Jones. Thanks, Phil. We're here with safety Justin Simmons. Justin, uh, a tough loss here. What overall, what did you think about the defense's performance tonight, and how do you guys want to move past this? Uh, not good enough, and, uh, you know, we got to stop the run. Obviously, we didn't do that, so uh, a lot of self-inflicted wounds, but, uh, you know, Carolina came in, they played hard, and, um, you know, we didn't get the job done. Yeah. Being a vet on this team and a leader of this team, what's your message to the guys here in the locker room after the game? I mean, there's honestly not much to say. Um, you know, we keep talking about it week in and week out. We've got to take it one week at a time, take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of us, and uh, we weren't obviously able to do that. You know, defensively, um, we knew we had to come in and stop the run and limit the explosives, and um, none of that happened. So with that type of performance from us, you know, there's uh, no way we're going to win. Looking specifically at the defense here, what's kind of the main focus this week as you guys try to turn the page pretty fast and look ahead to Baltimore? Yeah, so a lot of self-reflection. Um, you know, you got to look at yourself, watch the tape, look at yourself in the mirror, and look at the things that you can correct and fix. Um, and, I mean, that's the only way to move forward. Um, you know, you can't point the finger. Um, you got to be able to, like I said, look within yourself, look at the film, watch the things that you can correct, and then uh, move on to next week. Um, you know, 24-hour rule is still in effect. Watch the film, move on, and, uh, you know, get ready for next week. 
I know you still have to watch film, but what are some of those things that you think you need to correct and focus on really this week, just immediately following the game here? Yeah, um, you know, I think a lot of times you you play search. Um, you like you look for ways to impact the game. Um, you know, instead of just doing your job and assignment. And uh, you know, defensively, you got to play with all eleven. Um, you know, all across the board. You know, in the run game. Um, the D-line has to be able to trust the secondary, and we got to be able to trust, you know, up front that everyone's going to be in their gap. And it's, uh, it's just a well-oiled machine. And, um, you know, I feel like a lot of the times, myself included, guys were searching to, to try to make something happen just instead of just trusting everyone. And, um, you know, that's where a lot of plays got opened up. So we'll get back to the drawing board. Like I said, self-reflection and uh, watch the tape and get ready to move on to next week. Justin, thank you. Mm-hmm. Phil, back to you. Thank you very much, Sydney. Uh, with Justin Simmons there inside the Broncos locker room, boy, he kind of sounded deflated, huh, guys? Yeah, that was tough to see him um, sound like that. I know that he's a great player, but he hasn't had a you know great season since he's been here. I think he's trying to make something happen. I totally noticed that guys are searching and trying to do more than just their job. Um, that's that's what happens when you don't believe in your offense. When you don't feel like the offense can get it done, you feel like you have to you know find something within yourself to try to make something happen, score some points, make a big play instead of just simply doing your job. So hopefully they get back to doing their job. And you know I hope that Justin continues to work hard. He's a great man. He's a great leader. Keep working hard, Justin. How does it feel when you're a, de- a great defense like this Broncos team has been this year, uh, but you're not generating those turnovers? You know, this team hasn't generated a lot of turnovers. Uh, Pat Sertan, uh, the second, does not have an interception this year. Do you start to do that in your mind? You're like, I got to do something extra here where I can make that play. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what uh, Justin Simmons was talking about, guys searching. And right now, when the Broncos have been searching to make plays, especially in the run game, you have guys out of gaps. And that's not what Justin Simmons said verbatim, but that's what he kind of alluded to, where guys are trying to search, trying to make plays. And I can understand the frustration with the offense, but at the end of the day, you just have to do your job as a defensive player. Because once you turn on that film and the coaches start going down that list and grading plays, you want to make sure that you grade out with no misassignments or no misalignments. So, Don't go out there trying to do someone else's job. Do your job. And if that means as though, hey, there's a run here, there's a pass here, just know that you did your job. Because the word that we hear every single week is accountability. And it just seems as though that accountability still wasn't here today. Well, a little bit earlier, we were talking about Mike Purcell and that exchange near the sideline there. He met with reporters inside the Broncos locker room. Uh, Let's take a listen into that. Get something I, off your chest? I've talked to him. Uh, you know, he said it, it comes from a place of love. You know, we're all in this together. We're all brothers, and, uh, you know, Sparks got to come from somewhere. You know, and, that, and that's a leader of our offense. So they're, they're about to take the field. So that, that's all it is. Is there still a um, – is everybody together on offense and defense? Is there – are you feeling any kind of a division at this point? We've got no choice to be together. We're all in this together, and that's, and that's the bottom line. All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate yep. it. Mike, we just didn't get it done. Point blank period. We just didn't get it done. We didn't stop the run, and uh, you know, hats, hats off to them. Every frustrate, every loss is frustrating. Doesn't matter what it is. Mike Purcell uh, saying that he was just trying to give a spark to the offense uh, as they're heading back out there. Said it came from a place of love. Uh, that we're starting to see some bits and pieces, though, here where it's been different 
than the last couple of weeks. You know, last couple of weeks, none of this kind of stuff, but now you're starting to see some uh, cracks in this, uh, at least to me. So. I think it does come from a place of love. I mean, you want to be successful, um, and you love your brother, but sometimes you guys fight, sometimes you guys get into arguments, and he was looking to create a spark, and it needed to come from somewhere. They had enough conversations on the defensive side of the ball, enough with the offense alone. He felt uh, the need to take it upon himself to say something. And I don't feel like he was, you know, totally wrong for it. Maybe a, well, there was a better time and a better place. But things need to be said. If you're not happy with the way things are going, say something about it. Families fight. Right. <laughs> Families do uh, fight. And I come from a rather large family. So, I mean, me and my brothers, we, we've had issues before, but we still love each other at the end of the day. Uh, the, the one thing that I would say about this uh, situation is that it seemed very spirited and it might have been used to create a spark but it also can cause a distraction at the same time because, listen, we're talking about it. They're going to be talking about it locally here and nationally. So for me, if there's going to be a situation like that, you handle that behind closed doors, and that's best suited for halftime to make sure that you don't air dirty laundry. But anything you have to do or you try to do to get someone of a spark on the offensive side of the ball, you do it. But the one thing you don't want to do at this late stage of the game is cause a distraction and a division in the locker room. So hopefully this is just water on the bridge and we can all move past it. Where, where do you think this Broncos team is right now? I mean, there was so much expectation at the beginning of the year. Then there's sort of probably an anger phase when it's not going well. And then at some point you just have to admit like, hey, look, we're just not very good. And let's just try and play for some pride here down the stretch. Where, where do you think this team is right now? I think they're exactly, um, you know, what you just said. I think they're in a point where they feel like they're not playing to the caliber of where they could play. Now they're just playing for the pride of themselves and the organization. And they're searching. They're reaching. They're trying to do things on the field um, to, you know, to make the team better and do what they can. But then also off the field with Mike Brasile, you know, trying to take it upon himself to say something to Russ. I think that everybody's in the stage right now. Even Coach Hackett, they're scrambling. Everybody's scrambling. You can feel it. Uh, there's no cohesiveness. There's no accountability. Everybody's searching, uh, trying to protect themselves and trying to secure their job for next year. So um, I think you really can feel uh, the scrambling going on in the whole organization. I kind of – that's scrambling. That's a good way to put it, Todd, just because, like, even the uh, switch at play caller last week, you're just searching for any kind of uh, help, anything that would give this team a boost. Well, where it seems like this team is right now, it is the perfect word is chaos. It's like they're, they're in this glass wind tunnel and papers are flying all around and no one is trying to grab one piece of paper to start. eighties or nineties of machines where they got dollars blowing up and you, the person's trying to trying grab to collect, all the money yeah, yeah, yeah. and they never collect that much money. That's kind of the situation the Broncos find themselves in right now. All you need to do is just grab $1, $2, $3, one fish, red fish, blue fish, whatever you got to do. You try to do it to get this team back on track. But right now, nothing is seeming to work for this team. Well, one bright spot is that some young guys, are getting some valuable playing time. I mean, that's the only way to really spin it. You know, hey, the guys like Jalen Virgil, Brandon Johnson, they're getting some valuable playing time. Uh, Brandon Johnson got into the end zone today, and uh, he was with Sidney Jones after the game. Thanks, Phil. We're here with wide receiver Brandon Johnson. Brandon, obviously not the outcome you guys had hoped for tonight, but it was your first career touchdown. So walk me through that play, and how did that feel for you? Um, it was a good, a good play call. Um, 
we ran a couple crosses across the field, got the defenders a little confused. They, a lot of them hit each other, and you know, I just came open on the, other, on the other side, and you know, I was able to you know, wheel it in. Russ found me, so it was a good play. Well, your first career touchdown in the NFL, you know, what did that just mean for you personally? Oh, that's a blessing. I give, I give all the thanks to God. I mean, a couple weeks ago, I was at home, you know, so uh, I give all the glory to God, man. Without him, I, couldn't, I wouldn't even be here right now, so I'm just, I'm just grateful. That score came in the fourth quarter. Prior to that, we hadn't seen the offense, you know, find the end zone. Um, up until that point, what do you think was some of the biggest struggles on offense tonight? It's hard to say. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to like really break down the film. We'll get in here and do that tomorrow. Um, can't wait to take a look at it. And um, I know as a team, we're gonna bounce back. I mean, I know we get tired of saying the same thing week by week after week, but you know, I believe in the guys in this room, and we all believe in each other. And we're not gonna. We're not gonna split apart. We're gonna stay together. And we're gonna. We're gonna figure it out. As you guys look ahead to Baltimore this weekend, what do you think is the main focus really this week? Just staying together. Yeah. Just staying together. You know, when teams are losing, it's easy to, you know, point fingers and, you know, separate and click up. No, nah, we, we just got to stay together, and uh, we're, we're going to find a way. What was kind of the message here in the locker room following the game today? Just that. that yeah. Literally just that. I mean, we, 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 we pride ourselves on being a family. So, I mean, we're, we're going we're gonna to act like it. We're going to act like it. We're going to show it. And um, I just look forward to the next opportunity to get out there and, you know, show what we can do. Brandon, appreciate your time. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Phil, back to you. Thank you very much, Sydney. Uh, Brandon Johnson finding the end zone for the first time in his career. So you got to feel uh, a little bit excited about that. <clears throat> about that. Uh, is this an opportunity, though, for some of these younger guys to be discovered, essentially, Todd? I think it is. They're going to get a lot more t playing time than they have throughout the year with K.J. Hamler and Jerry Judy and the numerous injuries that they've had in the uh, Broncos wide receiver group. So it's a time for them to really show what they're made of. Um, I think they can really let their hair down. Their hair down. They're not really um, – the team is not doing great. So if you go in there and you do bad, you kind of – No pressure. Just, no pressure. Um, but if you do great, then, of course, the whole league notices it. So hopefully they go in there and, you know, put their best foot forward. Some of these young guys, I mean, this is this is an opportunity for them, uh, especially with all the injuries mounting here for the Broncos. Yeah, it is. I mean, we saw a switch from the return in the return game. We saw Jalen Virgil go back to return a couple of kicks, but also we saw Montreal Washington used in ways that we haven't seen all season long. They lined him up in the backfield. They try to, you know, give the ball to him, hand it off to him, and then throw it to him out of the backfield. So this is an excellent opportunity for a lot of inexperienced guys to get valuable playing time moving into next season because the team already understands where they are. Right now, that should be the, the modus operandi for, for this organization. How can we get more of our younger players valuable playing experience? And yes, that means getting Greg Dulcich more touches. Yeah, well, that's an interesting point uh, there uh, because Dulcich, you would think, is one of the bigger playmakers for this Broncos offense. Uh, him and Sutton. Sutton had uh, six for 75 today. Dulcich, the production has really dropped off the last couple of weeks. You would think that no Judy, no Hamler, Dulcich would be getting a, a big workload. Yeah, I'm surprised that he's not getting more of the workload. Um, he's continuing to try to find the wide receivers. I think they're going to a game plan now where it's quicker routes, um, things to kind of get the ball out of Russ's hands quicker um, so he's not sitting in the pocket so long. But when he is, guys are not really open. And I think that's whether you're a tight end or wide receiver, nobody's open for him um, half the time. So I think that speaks to one of the reasons why, you know, Dosage really isn't getting more uh, catches. I think they should do more to include him. Um, I don't know what else you would do. I think he's one of your most productive offensive players up until this point when he has the ball in his hands. So get him the ball. Two catches for 11 yards for Dulcich today. So Yeah, it's, it's not enough production for a guy that's been that productive. As talented. Or, or can be that yeah. productive. But you think about what 
the Panthers' uh, offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo, decided to do with his tight ends. He did the chip, old chip and release. And you know what that means, Todd. You just slam on the guy and 1-1,000, then you fall off into the formation, and that's a quick outlet throw. I mean, the Broncos can definitely do that with Greg Dulcich, and I would like to think that he's a faster guy than the tight end that the Panthers are going to deploy. So these are quick, short routes that you have to do because your offensive line isn't producing that well. But at the same time, you still have guys who you can put the ball in their hands, and they're capable of making those type of plays for you. So there's an opportunity for some younger guys here to really step up down the stretch. What about some of the veterans, guys like Justin Simmons or Josie Jewell or something? What are they playing for down the stretch here? I think they're playing for their jobs. I think, you know, once the team starts going downhill and the season gets to the point that it is right now, everybody is worried about where they'll be next year. Um, and this is your job. This is what you chose to do as your career. You got to come to work every day and bring your hard hat. But I think they're most worried about, you know, where they'll be next year. Are they going to be a part of this organization? And they, so they want to continue to play well to continue to put their best foot forward. Uh, no matter what the season may look like or no matter how dim it is, they have to come to work. If you are a veteran player on this team, let's just say, you know, you're one of the 24 guys on expiring contracts. The one thing you can do, I know you wanted to think about 2023 and free agency, but don't think about that. The best thing you can think about is going out making plays for the Broncos right now because all the other 31 teams, if they're looking and vying for your talent, guess what? They want to know how you perform under the rest when there was nothing to play for. So for, for those guys, don't worry about, you know, being injured. Don't worry about Pro Bowl votes and things of that nature. Don't even worry about your incentives, right? Just go out there and play quality football because if you do, all the 31 other teams, including the Broncos, could bring you back. Yeah. Uh, Justin Simmons led the team with nine tackles today. Josie Joel uh, right behind him with eight. Uh, let's listen in as Josie Joel met the media. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 I'm sorry about that. I'm just hearing word that Russell Wilson is heading to the podium. So uh, let's go to that instead. Questions? Russ, first, what, what happened with you and Mike on the sideline? Mike and I are on the same page. You know, he, um, he came off uh, you know, after they, I think they kicked the field goal and he did, he was he was pissed off. He just said, "We got we got to f and go," you know, and uh, I, I agree, you know. So me and him on the same page. We you know, we're, we're, there's no uh, there's no uh, animosity there at all. We, we're on the same page. We we, we got to win, you know. We got to come out here and have some uh, some some grit to us, some mentality to us. We got to be able to win these you know these 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 football games, and um, you know. So those guys are out there battling every play, you know. In offense, we got to be able to capitalize, and so. Um, so yeah, no, there, there's nothing there at all. I mean, me, me and him, there's, there was no, uh, you know, nothing there. Russ, with all due respect, this is the offense is getting tougher and tougher to watch. And you guys just can't seem to score points. What? Yeah, it's unacceptable. Bottom line, um, you know, this this uh, organization, this uh, this tradition here, this uh, you know, um, everything else. It's um, you know, we, we got to honor it. You know, we got to honor it by winning. We got to honor it by by a work ethic. Continue continue to working hard, but um, we got to we got to go out there and play and play great and be able to find ways to, you know to uh, score touchdowns. I think you know at the end of the game there, you know, you know the best thing I saw was we didn't give up. You know, and um, I think even that second 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 to last drive there, we we battled, went up and down the field, uh, kept going, kept going. Um, you know, um, 
had some shots in the end zone. And then, um, you know, I was happy for Brandon, obviously, just to get that touchdown for him. But just, uh, you know, it's, it's unacceptable. Sorry, say it one Well, I think first of all, um, I'm more happy for Brandon, you know, to score his first touchdown. What, what, what a what a blessing! Obviously, he worked. He's been working so hard, you know, and, and he's done an amazing job. Uh, high character guy, guys, giving everything every day. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, you know, obviously with the John Elway thing, it's you know, I'd rather win than anything else. At the end of the day, the, the only thing I care about, the only record I really care about, is winning. And so we got to we got to find how to do that. Why do you think the offense has I think we've been inconsistent. You know, we've been inconsistent. We've been uh, had some good runs. We've had some good passing plays. We've had some um, we had some good moments, some really good moments, and then we've had you know uh, some bad ones too, and allow us not to be successful. You know, and so we got to get the losing out of our system. You know, winning is a habit. Uh, losing can be too, and so we got to make sure we have winning habits throughout throughout the process, not just throughout the week, but throughout um, the whole the whole game. You know, it's a four quarter game. It's a four quarter game, and the game wasn't over. And uh, we got to keep believing in it. We got to keep, um, you know, not blinking. We got to believe that at any point something great's going to happen, um, you know. And uh, and so we got to capitalize on opportunities. And you know, we, we, we I think we kicked the field goal when we when they muffed the punt. You know, we got to get touchdown there. You know, there different moments like that. And so, um, I'm going to do everything I can for us to figure that out. We're going to do everything we can as a collective group, and um, that's what we have to do. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Burns had a great night. He's a great player. Um, he's done some special things. So you got to give him his respect and tip your hat to him. He did a, he did a great job tonight. Um, tremendous, tremendous player, tremendous athlete. We saw it on film. We saw what he could do. Um, <clears throat> and so we got to be able to slow him down for sure. And, uh, and we battled, you know, but um, he, had, he had a great game. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, I think that um, <clears throat> that's probably the most disappointing part because we had really the past three three weeks or so. Um, I think the whole week in London, I thought we'd had an unbelievable week. Focus level was there. Backs were against the wall. Going international, everything else. I thought our focus was 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 at all time high. Um, you know, we we come back and we we had a great week of practice, getting ready for uh, last week. You know, and everything else. And um, you know, obviously we we thought, felt like we should have won that game. Um, it, was a, it was a battle, and then uh, obviously this week, you know, um, we, we only had I think two drives in the first quarter. I think we were backed up on the four or five yard line. Um, we had to punt it. Next drive they get, and then they go for the fake punt, so they, they kind of steal a drive from us. And um, <clears throat> you know, so uh, it's definitely disappointing today. You know, um, but like I said, you know, we, we have to we have to stay focused on on the work. You know, and we got a lot of young guys. There's a lot of great opportunity for those guys to, to learn as much as they can, to learn what adversity is like, to learn what uh, tough times are like. It's definitely a tough time. Um, but also knowing that, um, that uh, you know, it, it's also temporary if we have the right attitude. And there's really two things we can control, our work ethic and our attitude. Those are the two things. And so we have to be able to do that. You've mentioned the third last one, Andrew, as a trouble spot. Sorry, one more time. You've mentioned the third quarter and the issues there. What kind of transpired today that? 
Well, I got to watch the film a little bit to see everything that happened, but just so I can recall it all. But just, I think that, um, you know, we got to have our, our, our first play has got to be a really good positive play, our second play too, and then obviously our third one. So it just, I, I think that uh, they did a good job. You know, they played us well. Um, you know, 53 is a factor for sure. They did some good things. Um, and we, we, you know, we got we just, like you said, we got to be better in our third quarter. We got to be better every quarter. <laughs> you know, like it's not just the third quarter. We got to be better every quarter from here on out. That's that's got to be our mentality. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. There's so many moments in there, and we got to capitalize on those moments. And it's not just one particular moment. It's the whole game. The whole game's got to matter. The whole game, every play's got to matter. Every moment, we got to be in tune. And um, and uh, you know, and there's going to be tough times. There's going to be ebbs and flows like any other game. It's sports. There's going to be ebbs and flows without the game, and we got to learn how to overcome those those ebbs and flows. We've got to learn how to overcome the tough times. And uh, when when something doesn't work out or whatever it is, um, how do we how do we cap- capture that? And so that's what that's what we're searching for. That's what we're trying to learn. Thank you very much, Russ. Thank you, guys. Yep, appreciate it, guys. All right, that's quarterback Russell Wilson. Uh, just your takeaways from what, what you heard from uh, Russ. Yeah, I totally agree with Russ. I do believe that winning is definitely a habit. It's something that you learn over the time of you winning. I think it takes time to learn that process. Um, I think once you do, that's why you see certain coaches be successful for long periods of time or certain players can move franchises and still continue to be successful. It's a habit. It's something that you learn over time and how to win. The Broncos still aren't, still aren't there yet, so that needs to be their number one focus uh, for the rest of the season is learning how to win. A lot of the games in the NFL are going to be close. That's just how it is, especially in the AFC West. It doesn't matter what your record is. Um, we're going to play you close every single game, so learning how to win is key and uh, on the Broncos list right now. Well, something Todd said, and, and Russ has said as well, and he used the word habit. You know, winning is a habit. And here's what I'm seeing with what's happening with this team as of late. You know, the, men, the mental part of it has now struck this team. And the one thing that they've fallen into, the habit of losing. Not just from a production standpoint, but just being on the field as it is. Because when you lose a certain amount of games, it becomes a, a mental thing. And if you ever play in any sport, ever utter these words, if it wasn't for good luck, I would have none. To me, you've already gone down that bad road because every time something happens well for this team, something happens on the negative side as well. And you're sure enough those players are going, gosh darn it, here we go again. If you're saying that too as well, then that means that your team is not only performing, you know, in a poor way, but also that mental aspect of it is now destroying your team piece by piece. Uh, I mean, is that just a part of the culture then, like to, to snap that? Because the Broncos have not made the playoffs since Super Bowl 50, Todd. Uh, that losing, even though there's new pieces here and there's been complete roster changeover and everything, it still seems like that losing mindset is still lurking around here. I think it is, um, and I think it won't change until you get a room full of guys who know how to win and have had success in the NFL. I look back to the year before Super Bowl 50. We had a lot of great guys in the room, and Super Bowl 50 year, it was filled with guys who knew how to win. You know, whether it was from different organizations, whether it was being here for the Broncos for years with Peyton Manning, keep the league coming over from uh, – you know, New England, New England he, like they know how to win. So it was a room full of guys and veteran guys that all knew how to win. And so everybody that was younger underneath watched their habits. We were able to learn. And then we all gained those same habits of how to win. And that led us to win Super Bowl 50. Yeah. So you know what this means? I mean, Russ already said that this team is a very young team. That means come 2023, the Broncos, known as though they don't have a lot of top picks, 
Maybe I'm expecting them to go out and get some veteran leadership on both sides of the ball so the Broncos don't have that issue, and now they're bringing guys in here who know exactly how to win and how to win some of these close games. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about from Russ there was uh, sort of an interesting is that the offense, we haven't even seen signs of improvement. You know, like it is the same thing every week after week. You would think just by this point, each week they'd get a little better or so, there'd be like one step net and then the next step, the next step. It, it looks, I mean, this might have been their worst offensive game of the season. Yeah, I think they're actually getting worse, which, I, you know, is it pains me to even say. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I didn't even know it was possible. Um, they're not taking any steps to really get better. Yeah. And that's what I understand. I understand Coach Hackett is a first-year head coach. And I understand that he's going to have trials and tribulations. But what I would like to see is some sort of light and hope that you guys are taking steps in the right direction. Right now, it feels like we're standing in place and sometimes even taking steps back. We have to move forward and get better. We don't have to be the best, but at least get better from week to week. Yeah. The two big words from Russ were unacceptable and inconsistent. Mm. I mean, that sounds about right to me. Well, when you look at this team, they become consistent at being inconsistent. It's like a team that's uh, running in quicksand, and you know the faster you run and kick quicksand, the faster you sink, and that's what's happening with, with this team. So somehow they have to look around and grab a branch and kind of pull themselves out but the only people that can do this are the guys in that locker room. You can go and feel sorry for yourself, but there's 31 other teams that may be going through similar situations that the Broncos are going through, and no one's going to sympathize with you. This is the NFL. You get paid to go out and produce. And at the end of the day, no matter what the situation is, first team, second team, I mean, guy that came up just fell off the turnip truck. They don't really don't care. The idea is that you have to go out if your number is called and you have to go out and perform. And right now, that's not happening. Well, the road gets a lot tougher for this Broncos team. Uh, they got Baltimore next week and then at home against the Chiefs, two of the top teams in the AFC coming up next for the Broncos. But for now, it's a 23-10 to loss uh, to the Carolina Panthers that drops the Broncos to 3-8 and on the season. That's going to do it for us. For Nick Ferguson and Todd Davis, I am Phil Milani. You've been watching Broncos Post Game Live.